Welcome to another Profiles in Cinemania, Yoshihiro Kano. The Mamoru Oshii masterpiece, Angel's Egg. Masterpiece? What a crock! Are you you heard me. Oh, come on. I said masterpiece. Shut up back there. <clears throat> Angel's Egg was released in 1985 with little to no dialogue. So much so that in a later distribution to Australia, additional dialogue and voiceover was added for the sake of Westerners' delicate narrative sensibilities. But in the original, they needed something to fill all that silence with meaning and significance. Enter Yoshihiro Kano, a relatively new composer on the Japanese classical music scene. His incredibly minimalist style was nearly as inaccessible as the film itself. Kano is entirely a creature of the classical and has lived his musical life in symphony halls in academia. Born in Tokyo in 1953, he won his first prize at the age of 23, the Prince Pierre of Monaco Musical Composition Award. He went on to graduate from Tokyo University in 1980 with a master's degree in music and was about to start his first teaching gig at Senzoku Gakuen University a few years later when he composed the score for Angel's Egg. Based on a half-assed internet search performed over the course of about an hour, while multitasking with playing the new Baldur's Gate 3 release, it can be said with 100% certainty that little is known about how Kano became involved in the making of Angel's Egg, how he knew Mamoru Oshii, or how they went about creating the musical backdrop for what is effectively an animated impressionist painting. Given the amount of rests in the score, Kano probably managed it in a weekend. Kano's work blends Western classical style with Japanese instruments and digitally generated music. He draws on traditional Japanese themes of nature and storytelling, the kind of stuff you would expect from a composer so highbrow they're lodged well above his hairline. While he has many classical credits, Kano has gone on to compose only one more anime score nearly a decade later for Ryutaro Nakamura's Life of Gusuku Budori. In fact, despite a random internet profile, which says he is best known for Angel's Egg, neither anime film appears at all in the endless list of his other work that he maintains himself on his profile for Waseda University, where he teaches today. We're talking about work with titles like Festival of the Mirror Stone, Floating Landscape Garden, Now is the Distant Thunder, and The Four Seasons in Resonance, Created with Percussion, 12 Months of Japan. Is he embarrassed that his anime work, however significant, will look like slumming it to his classical compatriots? Was he desperate for the money? No one really knows. Or at least, if they do, the internet isn't sharing. Not even after three different Google search terms. Hey, at least I listened to some of his interminable piano sonatas while I wrote this. What the internet does know, by coincidence, is that Yoko Kano has proudly composed the scores for dozens of some of the best and most important anime films and series of the entire genre. She is not related to Yoshihiro Kano, or involved in Angel's Egg at all, or at least doesn't appear to be, again, according to half-assed internet research, but they do have the same last name. Oh, and randomly, she also studied at Waseda University, where Yoshihiro Kano taught for much of his career though it's unlikely they crossed paths during her time there since he was hired in 1992 and she was already working by then. But she does fucking slap, and that's good enough for me. Many of the anime for which she composed are especially beloved because of their music. Escaflown, Wolf's Rain, Darker Than Black, 
Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, Space Dandy, Terror in Resonance, and holy shit, the tour de force, no fucking joke, jazz king of them all, Cowboy Bebop. So welcome to another, another profile in Cinemania, Yoko Kano. That's right, it's a profile inception, bitches. Yoko Kano was born in northern Japan in 1963. She had a pretty typical tiger parent upbringing, starting with keyboard lessons at the age of two, and by the age of four, participating in composition contests and traveling an hour each way to the Yamaha Music School, where all of the other students were at least 10. Her parents only allowed her to listen to the likes of Debussy and Ravel, of course. So far, so classical. So much so, in fact, that when she was nine, the renowned Yasushi Akutagawa visited Yoko's school and advised her to quit because her music was just too serious for her teachers. Not to be out-tigered, her parents then started sending her three hours each way to the next prefecture over for private lessons. She also eventually joined the brass band and played the best of all instruments ever, shut up, no one asked you, the oboe. Yoko didn't discover pop music and the general concept of rhythm until college, in the form of an Al Dimioli cover band. She got her professional start in 1985, right when Angel's Egg was released. The company Koei asked her to compose the soundtrack to the video game series Nobunaga's Ambition, and she also began picking up commercial work. In fact, even with all her eventual successes, she has released several albums which just compile her music for ads. When was the last time you thought to yourself, I'd really love to listen to an album of the jingles for every major fast food chain? Maybe because you want your baby back, baby back, baby back, Chili's baby back. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Back to Yoko Kano. She started an anime with a bang by collaborating with the legendary Joe Hisaishi to write the ending theme to Studio Ghibli's Porco Rossi in 1992. That's right, Miyazaki, bitches. Kano went on to her first major project a couple of years later, Macross Plus, with a mix of orchestral pieces and J-pop songs that was pretty standard for early 90s anime but she garnered a lot of attention for Escaflona in 1996 with a huge sweeping score, a much darker tone, and a whole goddamn chorus. Of all the singers that Yoko Kano worked with, one stands out, the secretive Gabriella Robin. She appears as a collaborator for many tracks in Kano's soundtracks, but would never perform them live in concert, with other popular anime singers standing in for her. This continued all the way to 2009, when she told an interviewer that she would break her own privacy at an upcoming concert. While Kano conducted the orchestra, a common sight, Robin was nowhere to be found throughout the concert and seemed like she might be a no-show. Until the very end, Kano turned around and began singing one of Robin's songs, her voice a dead match. That's right, Gabrielle Rodin had been a pseudonym for Yoko Kano herself, a guarded secret for exactly 15 years. See. When Yoko was in high school, she was tortured by a teacher for singing in the halls. She came to hate the sound of her own voice. But when she couldn't find a suitable singer for the final credit song for Macross Plus, a synth-pop ballad called Santi Yu, she recorded it herself, but was too embarrassed to put her name to it. Kano's signature for blending musical genres really started to show its face in 1998, with a little ditty called Tank. Director Shinjiro Watanabe invited her back after working with her in Macross Plus and a few episodes of Escaflona. But all he gave her were a few early character sketches and a desire for jazz. They didn't even have a title for the series yet. She wrote quite a number of pieces that got moved around as episodes were written. As Kano put it in an interview years later, it was almost like Watanabe made music videos around my music. 
which is a pretty apt description for the series that went on to become motherfucking Cowboy Bebop. Kano's blended and modern style had a huge impact on the previously rigid anime scores, going forward from when it was released in Japan in 1998. And when Cartoon Network aired it in 2001, the show blew the doors off of American interest in the whole genre, thanks in no small part to the jazzy trumpets and harmonica riffs and the bluesy sax solos. Cowboy Bebop is still one of the most popular and highly regarded animes, and today, the opening music, Tank, is possibly the most recognizable theme song in the whole genre. Since then, Kano's versatility has astounded audiences and peers alike. It's typical of the industry that composers only receive pieces of the storyboards, and maybe some instructions from the directors. She frequently says that she prefers this, so that she can break the rules and introduce new styles that directors might not have approved of if discussed up front. Even so, or maybe because of this, many of the biggest anime directors use her as their go-to composer, and in her prolific career she has spanned from classical to pop to synth to blues to techno to jazz. Often she blends several at once. When she got the chance to return to her magnum opus, Cowboy Bebop, in live action, she added in Latin horns, 90s alt-rock, and even dubstep. Apparently this isn't enough to keep her from getting bored, though. To keep herself entertained in her downtime over the years, and to shame us average folks struggling to adult enough to fold our laundry out of the dryer before it gets wrinkly, she's continued her work on commercials, branched out to mainstream live Japanese films, collaborates on tons of other popular artist tracks, composes and conducts classical music, including for the coronation of Emperor Naruhito, and in 2016, America's Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, you know, those folks behind the Oscars, invited her to join when they realized they needed more token people of color. But hey, we'll take more diversity any way we can get it, thanks. And Yoko Kano is a great person to have picking nominees and mixing things up a bit. Way more than that other Kano, who won't even admit he stepped down out of his ivory tower long enough to compose an anime or two. This has been another Profiles in Cinemania. I didn't think to put credits in here, so I may ask Ethan to do it for me. Music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Profiles in Cinemania is a product of the Cinemania Society, LLC.